Let's do it. Oh, hey. What's good, folks? How y'all doing? Uh, it's a late episode joining you uh, from, what is this, June 23rd? It's been a little minute. It's been a few weeks since we last got you an episode. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to the Puro Caballero Show. This is episode number 94. We get into the triple digits, baby. We fucking getting there. Thank you so much for the support. Uh, let me introduce myself. Amas Bandan himself, a.k.a. C.D. Gonzalez, a.k.a. Slow Toke Rodriguez, you know, uh, Senor Fabuloso, uh, the man with the plan, the boss with the bigote, you got it, Mario Caballero, a.k.a. Puro Caballero, you should already know this, you're following the show, right, um, yeah, I'm available everywhere, IG, Twitch, um, I have a Twitter, I haven't touched it in months, um, yeah, IG, biggest thing. Y'all know what it is. We're just going to get right into it. Um, it's been a few weeks, man. I've been out of town, been busy, been doing a lot of stuff, been living life. Uh, how you guys been doing? Hopefully great. Hopefully good. Uh, it's been a little bit since uh, we came to you with the solo episode, so I figured I'd you know, come back and touch base with some of you guys here. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, I've been having a good one. I've been busy, been trying to, uh, <laughs> been doing a lot of stuff, man, doing a lot of stuff recently. Uh, as I mentioned, I was out of town. I was up in Northern California. It was good to be back up in uh, the Bay Area, as well as the 209. Got to stay with my family. Got to celebrate my grandma's 80th birthday, which was awesome. I'm glad we were able to do it, um, you know, as, as safely as possible. Uh, made sure everybody was, uh, you know, in good health. And, and we had as many people get the vaccine as possible. So that was... Uh, that was lovely to see. It was great to see my grandma, um, Abuelita Josefina. Shout out to you. Uh, feliz cumpleaños otra vez. Um, te quiero mucho. Um, yeah, I love you, grandma. You're awesome. I think I get my funny bone from her. She's probably the funniest person in my family, I'll say. She's up there. Definitely top three. Um, even now, even at her age, she's still pretty damn witty. So shout out to my grandma, Josefina. Caballero. We love you. Love you so much. Um, so that was awesome. Got to hang out with the family. Got to see all my cousins who I haven't seen in months. A lot of my aunts and uncles as well. Some of them I'd seen here and there. Kind of keep a distance, you know. Got, you know, masked up and whatnot. But uh, it was nice to just be out and free and just um, being able to hug and kiss everybody. Dance with my grandma. Do all that stuff. All that lovely stuff. Uh, which was awesome. So... That was that was a great experience to have. It's great to see everybody once again, as I mentioned. Um, I had seen some family at like my cousin's wedding and a couple other events, but it was uh, once again, it was nice to see. It was uh, it was a good event, and yeah, I had a good time. So I was up in uh, uh, Stockton for about a week and a half or so, almost two weeks. No, I was like a week and a half. Um, but yeah, I got to make a couple trips up uh, out to San Francisco to go do some comedy. Uh, so that was very fun. Thank you so much to everybody who enjoyed the shows. I um, was able to uh, get booked on a couple bar shows. I very much appreciate it. So all the barrier comics who were uh, kind to me. And uh, yeah, uh, some of them who have been able to meet in person for the first time. And you know, some people who I had never met before but just got recommended by some comic friends of mine from out here in LA. 
Um, thank you so much to you guys. I really do appreciate it. People like Pam Benjamin is running Mutiny Radio over in San Francisco. She's got a ton of open mics. Uh, I think at least two to three throughout the week, as well as shows on the weekends, which was awesome. So she was able to get me on one of the bar shows that she was putting on over there. That was very fun. Uh, thank you so much, Pam. I really do appreciate it. Robert Hudson, big L shot to him, uh, Robo Skills on Instagram, uh, who someone else who I hadn't met prior, but uh, you know, did a did a good job of uh, in welcoming, being welcoming, and having me on some of his shows as well. Had a very fun show at Local Brewing Co. Uh, in SF. It was pretty damn windy that that uh, that day. The wind almost blew the roof off on the little outdoor patio area that they had set up, but everything was calm enough to perform. We had a good time. Got to run my material. Did a lot of time. <laughs> Y'all, like, if I'm just going to put this out there for <laughs> anybody who's uh, running shows with me involved. Like, if you're not going to light me, I will just keep going. So, like, I'm not going to self-time myself a lot of times, unfortunately. I'm not professional like that so if you want me to in and out in 10 minutes you light me at nine and i'll get done uh, otherwise i'll just keep running shit i'll just be like all right what else we got and then just go down the rolodex of jokes and topics and whatnot to, to riff on but yeah that's uh that's been fun man so thank you so much to you guys um shout out to andy lowe's i was or not andy Lowe, andy van and shout out to andy Lowe also too on their baseball team softball team but uh, andy van um Got to hang out with him. I had actually saw him perform at uh, one of Dumbfounded's comedy shows. Shout out to Dumbfounded as well. Doing the uh, um, shows out in K-Town, which have been really fun. I think he's done two already. The last one had some heavy hitters on it. I was I was glad to see that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so shout out to Andy. Shout out to, to Vinayak Paul, too. Um, what's up, Vinny? What's up, bro? What's happening? <laughs> we had some uh, we had some fun shows out there. A couple other comics I got to meet for the first time in person. Um, Sam Medina, Angela Medina, got to meet you guys. Uh, Steven Steiner, and uh, who else? Um, I'm bad with freaking names. Uh, oh my goodness, she had a funny joke about the Jets. Um, this is see, this is the stuff that that ruins me. Jen Perez, shout out to Jen Perez. Uh, <laughs> she was running a lot of like online virtual mics and stuff. Or I'd run across her a lot of times. Uh, I met her at a couple like bilingual mics and whatnot. She's a uh, Puerto Rican, Boricua, as the Nuevo York, I think, or New Jersey. Don't quote me on that, but shout out to Jen. I know she's East Coaster. She's been out in the Bay for a minute though. Um, yeah. <laughs> fun people man it's good to actually meet irl and put things to together uh shout out to the people that i met when i was out there i know eric newton um both he and i were able to kind of do a little bit of a drop-in spot which was nice at uh one of the bar shows out in pacifica where i met uh angela sam and uh um jen shout out to funky sam medina um yeah they all did awesome but uh the two hosts, they were like, hey, we got a couple extra comics. You guys want to see some more comedy? And, yeah, they let us do a few minutes here. 
Um, so that was kind of impromptu. I was just there to support because I had a bar show later that day in SF. So, um, so that was cool. Got to drive out there, say hi, get a couple beers and then go to my show. Um, and that was fun, man. I had a, had a couple good sets. Uh, got to do some, some older material that I hadn't done in a while. Uh, it's, it feels fun, man. You got to be in front of actual crowds and actual people and stuff like that. Instead of just doing it in front of open mic comics all the time and the hosts and everybody's like, ah, I've heard you say that stupid vaccine joke like 20 times. Like, come on, man. You know, you're doing it in front of new people. It's like, they're excited. They want to be there. Or at least they're like open to like hearing you out at least. And you're like, all right, it's cool. You know, the range of outcomes is not as predictable and, and you're happy. You're in the moment. And you're just excited. And that shit was fun, man. That was some good shit. I was hella high. I was hella happy. I did a, uh, <laughs> my, my sets were cool, but like, I was just happy to just be in that environment, man. He's just feeling like we're getting back to normal, man. It's getting back to normal, bro. We getting back to motherfucking normal in California, man. It's so happy to see Thank you, everybody, to left this damn state <laughs> so we can depopulate this motherfucker because there's a lot of you who are just, you know, carrying some empty weight here. <laughs> I mean, just want to call a spade a spade, man. Like, come on, man. Uh, <laughs> like, thank you. Give me more opportunities, more chances to be here. All you impatient motherfuckers that went up and left town. Uh, yeah, we back, baby. <laughs> and uh, we gonna come with the good ass bounce back man don't uh don't be don't be counting cali out don't be doing it don't be doing it everything with this covid shit's all temporary Just gotta always remember that shit keep the bigger perspective on things so uh yeah man we getting to it bro comedy's coming back live music events are coming back oh my god we go to sporting events again full capacity feel the energy of the crowd Yo, yo, yo. Everything's coming together. I'm fucking loving it. I'm loving it, man. It's It's been a long time coming. Uh, it's like a year and a half or so. Um, so, yeah. Fun ass shit, man. Um, so, I had a good time up in the Bay. Um, who else did I meet? David Dominguez run some mics over in the East Bay. Met, ran into him as well. Um, hmm. Yeah, I met a few other comics, so I'm I'm blanking on some names. Um, but did the open mic at the milk bar. I was it's a bucket mic. I hadn't done a bucket mic in forever. <laughs> and I showed up kinda later, dropped my name in there, and went to the bar, went to go order, you know, a little whiskey. I think whiskey coke, maybe whiskey on the rocks, I can't remember. I'm thinking I got at least ten, fifteen minutes to get ready for to do a set. And, you know, fill out the crowd, fill out the vibe and whatnot. Nope. Guess whose name gets picked number one? This fucking guy. So I had to bite the bullet, had to break the ice and ran up on stage. was like out of breath when I got up there. Ran the light because I didn't know how much time I was supposed to do. Didn't see apparently the initial first light. And I get one of these at the end where they're just waving it. And I'm like, cool, I got a minute. And then still waving it and you're like oh shit i guess i'm done done and it's like all right later i'm mario peace <laughs> i'm out of here so uh so i did that shit but uh i guess i did a couple jokes that a couple other comics like so that's cool that's cool get some respect got a couple new new facebook friends couple new instagram follows you know what i'm saying i'm i'm a i'm, I'm a whore on the on ig i will f or f if uh if i've met you irl and shit like that um or if i think you're cool people 
Um, but uh, if you're an account you follow me and I don't follow you back, it's because I don't know you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's because I don't, I, don't I don't know you. I don't know of you. Right? So, here's what it is. Um, yeah, my ratio, my, my, my followers to follow people, my follows to followers ratio is like not good. It's like almost two to one right now, but whatever. I don't give a shit about that. I'm just trying to entertain y'all, get my word out to y'all motherfuckers, all right? So yeah, anyway, Milk Bar was cool. I was out in, uh, on height. Um, yeah, that was the last one I did. So I did that one. Did one Alameda, I want to say, not Alameda. I forget. It was in the, somewhere in the East Bay. It was on the way back from, from when I was, I had one of my shows over in SF. But, um, yeah, that was a fun-ass time. Uh, I think I want to say I did, like, two or three mics. And I did, like, three shows? Two? Yeah, like, three shows. Four shows, actually. Four shows. Went out there four different days. So, that was, uh, that was fun, man. That was a good trip. It was good to, to be with my family. Got to hang. And, uh, got some, uh, some cherries. Cherry season up in, uh, Stockton, California. Family's got some orchards, which uh, which was nice. So I, we had a whole bunch of uh, cherries. I got to take some back here, and they're gone. I ate most of them. So yeah. Uh, so shout out to that. Um, what else? Yeah, I got to see my other grandma, Grandma Ada. She lives down the street. Um, so it was cool. Uh, did some chores. Painted my family's freaking house <laughs> outside. So I was like busy doing that during the day, and take a shower, get dressed, and then run out to the bed to go do comedy at night. So that's how I was doing it out there. Um, yeah, that was cool. I'm, I'm trying to make another trip back, say what's up. Because, um, you know, I'm trying to make some inroads in the scenes out there. Sacramento area, obviously 209. Got to network with some of them. Last time I was up there a couple months ago, <laughs> meet a few of them for the first time, which was awesome. Um, but yeah, I'm... I'm trying to do more and bigger things, man. I don't know what's next on the map in the comedy scene. Maybe Arizona, maybe Vegas. Who knows? I'm trying to make it out to New Mexico. Say what's up to Way Funky. What up, bro? What up, Way? Um, love you, dog. And or maybe a Northwest trip. Maybe maybe you could go up to Portland, Seattle area. I feel like they're not quite open and and up and moving around and shit yet. So maybe that probably be for maybe a month or two down the road but uh yeah man i had a good time uh so yeah we're getting back to normal getting back on the road doing comedy and stuff like that but also like hanging with cool people is cool to do again all right <laughs> like i don't know i know not everybody's been able to get out and get active and have fun but I got to go to my first house party in a long time. That was with people that I don't typically know or hang out with. You know, like some more strangers, I guess, or friends of friends. You know what I'm saying? Some of those situations where prior to the pandemic, you're like, yeah, let's fucking do that shit. But then with all this COVID shit happening, you're like, I'm going to chill. I think I'm going to chill. So it was fun to be able to do that shit again. Shout out to the queen of SGV. Spinorita, uh throwing it down on her one-year Twitch party. 
thank you so much for the invite. That was such a fun time. We had a blast. Um, I'm going to miss so many different names, but Marnie 206 is, um, was it Mar Marnie 26? Yes, I think so. Uh, shout out to you. <laughs> um, uh, who's spinning when we got there? So like Spinnerito was going back to back with uh, Arabian Prince. I got to meet Arabian Prince, bro. OGest of OG. Uh, you know, fun music for NWA, man. That is some OG shit right there. So we got to hang out. He was uh, there early in the party. And uh, yeah, we got turnt. We got quite turnt. Um, that was a fun Saturday. That was a couple Saturdays ago. Um, yeah, big shout out to, to Morse Co. Shout out to Ivy, DJ Ivy, um, DJ Ivy LA on Twitch. Um, they're fucking awesome. It was great to meet you both. Um, good peoples, good peoples. Uh, shout out to Foxy. Little, little doggo. Little cute little doggo. She had a freaking ba baby Bjorn or whatever that, the little knapsack looking thing and just holding <laughs> the doggo just freaking spinning man just dropping heat dropping that groovy shit man so that was fucking fun man freaking me and vj aka dj supreme kai aka supreme kai dot biz on ig uh yeah we were all up in that function man we we're getting into it getting active um there was a big ice chest full of liquor and we were attacking it <laughs> all right we went at it we went at it oh man that was a fun last night. That was a fun day, full day. Sitting there partying. Um, Benyarita's brother cooking tacos on the grill, eating some masala, some chicken tacos and whatnot. What else they had? Maybe pastor, I think. Awesome. Got a drink on, got a smoke on a bit. Um, try to be respectful because uh, there's some family and stuff hanging out there, so I'm not, not, not going super crazy super all out but we had a good ass time <laughs> uh the one thing that was kind of like messed up was that like my internet connection wasn't the greatest uh so my twitch stream would like coming in and out and like me chatting with other people at, like i don't know why i was doing that shit. i was live there like I, just, I ended up just be chilling but like the first couple hours i was kind of like all right talking to people there's a ton of people on the stream um just hanging out having a good time and yeah that was uh that was a good one. But like I was throwing subs and bits in the in the stream and the, the connection was like so lagging that it would take like 15, 20 minutes until my subs actually came through. So I threw a couple subs initially and was just like just you know, chatting with people, whatever. And then like an hour later, I'm like, all right, let me throw some more. And I, I hit it. I hit the purchase button. I click that. And it's just like not coming through on the chat. So I, like, I think it was on a hype chain or something. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, what the hell is this? So like my drunk ass go gets, reaches into my wallet, pulls out a $20 bill, walks up behind Spin Your Reader on the stream, goes over to the microphone. like, hey, since my subs aren't coming through, I'm about to give you some like real life subs right here. There you go. Bow. And just dropped the 20 and she was just like, we were laughing. That was a fun time. We had a good time. I got so drunk, I didn't even tell jokes on stream. She was like, we got Pluto Carriero here. We got Pluto. He's going to tell some jokes. He's going to do set. He's going to do a few minutes. And I wanted to, but it didn't happen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we had to leave kind of early 
had I had a busy ass schedule. Thank you so much for VJ coming through and uh, coming with. But uh, we left there, and then we went to East Los. Did a show. I did a comedy show at a bar um, at the same time that the UFC, I think two sixty three was happening, um, which was important mainly because Nate Diaz was fighting on that card uh, against Leon Edwards. And so my phone is dead after partying and just being in the sun and being on Twitch and whatnot. So my phone's about to die. Um, so we get VJ's phone and he's uh, <laughs> got the fight on like on this on his phone. And so we're at we pull up to the bar, we get to the bar and Nate starts fighting and we're just sitting there watching and I'm kind of drunk already and I'm just like slowly sipping this drink and just nervously watching Nate lose round one, lose round two, lose round three, lose round four would start to show life. And then round five comes and I'm sitting there like a nervous wreck because both me and VJ had some money on this fight. And we're like, bro, if we win this shit, we about to cash out. We about to ball out. It's about to happen. And so I'm just sitting there like, come on, Nate, get the, get the fucking comeback, get the comeback, bro. Like just sitting there nervous, just knowing that he needs to get a finish to, to basically win the fight. And then this fool just like cold clocks him one time. <laughs> oh my God. He had him stunned up against the fence. And instead of rushing him to like finish him off, like he possibly could have. He fool just stands there, looks at him, and just starts taunting him and points at him like, yeah, yeah, that's right, motherfucker. Like, I got this. And, like, it was a G move, but also was like, yo, man, it was, it, the opportunity was there. And he kind of let it slip, and then Leon kind of recovered a little bit, and he was able to survive the rest of the round, got to the decision, and he obviously won the decision, but, like, Fuck, man! I was like, when he hit him, when he cold clocked him with the hook, oh man! I thought it, I thought, I thought he had a chance, and we were, we were bugging out at, at the bar, but uh, the timing ended up working out. So the fight ended. We started the comedy show. Um, shout out to Luis Noriega for helping uh, put that together and having me on. I really do appreciate it. We're out in uh, Rudy's in East LA. Um, yeah, I believe that was the first show that he had thrown there. So uh, I had a fun time. Um, Got to got to be on with a couple couple other dope comments. Uh, Sean Fawaz, shout out to you, Johnny Roque, um, another guy from the Bay, Uriah uh, Hakes. Um, he runs mics out in the East Bay in the Oakland area, and I couldn't make it out to one of his that he had up there when because uh, I was busy one of those days helping my family out. But yeah, I'm definitely gonna come by, stop by. I think it's a bomb shelter is what they call it. I'll. Uh, make my way up there at some point but uh yeah he reached out to me and was like hey i'm gonna be down in la area does he know anybody who's got a show and i said hey possibly and so uh luis was able to get him on so thank you for that we really appreciate it um yeah fun stuff fun stuff as always so another another t um online personality i was able to meet on uh, irl so that's cool shout out to you uriah um even for me if i felt like a fucking porcho saying it Hakis, <laughs> not saying it. I'm like Jacques. Nah, I thought you fucking idiot. Come on, man. Come on, dog. You're better than that. So, so that shit was fun as hell. So, so that was Saturday, and so yeah, that was like one of the first parties that I've been to in a minute. Um, yeah, we ended up going back over to Spinorita's place afterwards and uh, had some little after party action going down because uh, apparently the cops came and shut them down. 
and so they transitioned on over to um they got like I think their cousin i want to say it like lives like a couple of doors down so we're hanging out with them for a minute um but yeah fun ass time shout out to everybody who was there shout out to everybody who spun also on that stream i know spinorita was partying but she was trying to be like a respectful host as well too i i'd you know, I'll take some responsibility for getting the shots up and pouring and going and shit like that. VJ and I, we both brought a full big old bottle of Jameson, big old handle, and we kind of went hard on it. <laughs> like, there was enough alcohol that it wasn't necessary, but, like, she was down. She was just like, let's go. Let's fucking get it. And, I, and I'm never one to back down, and VJ is definitely never the one to say no um, under normal circumstances. <laughs> um <laughs> so we were going at it we we went we went at it we were hitting a bottle bro that shit was fun um <laughs> damn yeah had a good time had a real good time um what else what else um yeah just other comedy shit um mm, have i had any other spots not really just been doing some mics here and there since i came back here in la i haven't been hitting it too hard uh did start a new job um a new temp gig for the next few weeks so i've been grinding on that it's probably uh partially why i'm haven't been up on a bunch of twitch streams hello, hello like during the middle of the random times middle of the day or like at night and stuff like that because i've been I've been working and it's uh it's an opening shift too so i gotta be in the office around 6 a.m and i'm getting out around 2 30 3 o'clock and monday through friday so it's been uh it's been something last week was the first week and i'm, I'm just gonna say thank god they provide free coffee because man i don't know how i'd be up and moving during those times normally um it's almost 11 right now uh pacific time so like yeah <laughs> i probably should be in bed already um i did a whole bunch of laundry so that's why i'm on here hella late uh, i had to watch the, the basketball game that was happening on earlier today too it was hawks and uh hawks and the bucks for game one of the eastern conference finals who the fuck saw that one coming um which we'll, we'll get into uh in a little bit so yeah i'm, I'm running late but uh, so my, my sleep schedule and my body clock are all kind of getting adjusted to this newness, this new reality. Um, but yeah, I've been able to, to get some workouts in before kind of the, um, the big rush or like after work and stuff, all those folks start coming in. So that's been cool. Being able to get some midday workouts in after work, after some, some already caffeinated and up and moving, which, which is nice. Um, along with the paycheck that I'll be getting in a few weeks, which is cool, obviously. obviously uh yeah the unemployment situation is kind of in flux i know for a lot of different people depending on what state you're in some states are more willing to just keep people up and moving with unemployment and other states are like kick fucking rocks time for you to get a fucking job which can be a tough transition i'm not gonna lie i mean i've been back and forth off the unemployment line before so it's nothing new it's nothing new for me but uh yeah i guess for the newness is trying to navigate having an upstart comedy career with trying to spin music on the side and upgrade equipment and the podcast and, you know, get guests and 
trying to get that up and moving, trying to get our live shows up in LA back up and moving as well, get that organized. Um, gonna try to bring some dates for the month of July. That's gonna be our plan, get back up in the game. Uh, try to get some new venues. So I'm trying to balance, you know, being sharp with my jokes, being sharp with my comedy, my presence, my stage presence and all that too. At the same time, fitting it in with a full job. So um, yeah, that'll be the new, the new challenge. Um, it's, it's been tough because I love doing late, 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 late night sets. And it's, uh, it's difficult at times. Uh, when you got to get up, <laughs> I get five in the morning. Uh, 5.30 at the latest. Um, but yeah, just trying to make it work. Just trying to make it work, though. Um, I'm thankful. I'm grateful. Um, position that I have is is pretty chill for the most part. We'll see how it goes once I get kind of more up and running. It took me a minute to do, like, training and all that stuff, too. So that's, uh, that was a little bit of a challenge also. But um, yeah, man. Just still living it. Living it, man. Oh, shout out to El Vitor for the follow. I do appreciate you. Um, what's up, Supreme Kai? I didn't even freaking say what's up to people in the chat. Stop the hate. Well, you stop the hate, bro. Oh, you got the doggy. You got the golden doodle with the blunt in his mouth. You got to be up on Twitch to be seeing this shit. Some people say it's a doggy treat. I think he's got a backwood, though. I'm pretty sure it's a backwood. <laughs> Get El Vitor. Como te va, mi amigo? Um, <laughs> what's up, what's up, what's up? Yeah, man. It's me. Uh, what was, where was I? What was I? Just talking about some shit, man. Um, going back to doing shows. Uh, oh, yeah. So, once again, big shout out to Spinurita again. I was able to catch her do an IRL gig. Back to back with Morse code uh, at a bar in North Hollywood, I want to say somewhere up up over there, over the hill, some shit like that. Um, fucking fun, man! It was the first time I got to like be in a crowded area indoors, nobody wearing masks, and everybody just having a good time. Uh, it's the first time I got to dance under a disco ball in <laughs> maybe two years, almost been a while so we're sitting there grooving um i came in got a drink somebody bumped me and i spilled some of my drink like a couple minutes after i left the bar and to be quite honest with you the first time that happened wasn't even mad couldn't give a care in the world didn't give a shit i was so happy i was like damn this is what it feels like man we back baby we back so I felt kind of good about it. I was like, all right, cool. Let's just chop it up to the game. Just got to take that loss. It is what it is. And then, uh, yeah, it happened a second and third time, and I didn't quite feel the same way. But, you know what I'm saying? We get back to normal, man. We get back to back at it. Back in that shit. <laughs> oh, man. Nah, I'm not going to talk about AMLO. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not going to get into Mexican politics in this episode. Um, I've talked about it before. You can go back and check out all my other episodes of Puro Caballero Show. Uh, si usted entiende uh, inglés también. Because, um, yeah, the, the majority of my episodes are in English. Because that's my best language. I'm sorry. Um, 
Saludos, Artenorio. Um, what's up? What's up? What's up? How's it going? Thank you for the for the follow. Thanks for chilling. Um, I'm just gonna keep talking my shit because that's what I do. That's what the fuck I do. All right. What am I doing? All right. I had a, I had a list. I had a list of shit and I lost it. Where'd it go? There it is. All right. Oh yeah, so we're doing shows. Yeah, shout out to Spinorita. Uh shout out to Morse Code. They both had a good real good sets. Morse Code is like a pros pro. They had vinyl, they had the decks, but like the right deck was like not grounded, so it had a bunch of like feedback on it. And Spinorita was telling me about this after the fact. And so they had to like freaking juggle the records every time they had to like mix in and out because they have they kept having to use the left uh um um <laughs> the fucking left turntable and uh so eventually they switched over to the cdjs like midway through and morse code had himself one of the old school fucking thumb drives and shit had to stick that bitch in there and just start making it work with serato so um I know Spinorito's telling me that this, she's like, man, I haven't done C mess with CDJs in a long ass time. I, I, it's been a long time for me too. You know, it's been a while. So that was cool. That was cool to see. But they killed it though, regardless of whatever limitations they might've had or issues that they had with the sound. The crowd was having it. Um, and we had a good time. Got to hang out, smoke with them after the show. Gave uh, Morse code a ride back to the crib um dropped them off over there got to meet another twitch personality shout out to nikki laser if you out here in the streets uh, i know you just sent me like a little friend request on twitch recently so shout out to you uh f <laughs> funny dude who was just in town he was rolling through from uh colorado I believe boulder um was hitting some other shows in the area i think he, had, he was telling me that he was like traveling around a bit but man so yeah we leave the bar it's like already after 2 a.m we're just chilling smoking hanging out um Morse code was like trying to get a car, and I'm just like, yeah, I could, I'll help you, give you a ride. It's only a couple minutes. So, roll over, drop him off. Um, ended up hanging over at, at the apartment for a little bit. Dude, we were there for a while. He's a gracious host, made us some uh, some Trader Joe's uh, Indian food, <laughs> um, uh, which, which was lovely at the moment. We were really hungry at night. We were, it was getting late, late there. Uh, Morse code was trying to like do a, a after party stream. At like 3 30 in the morning <laughs> and he's like telling finger he's like yeah we can go back to back you know what i'm saying like we can play final and all this shit and she was looking at me like uh, i don't know if i could do this right now <laughs> like i don't have the energy it is late and i felt that i felt that man but yeah that was that was last friday that shit was fun had a good ass time um i think the T tg bar some some shit like that i don't know it's on morse code's page um so yeah that shit was fun as hell uh <laughs> that was fun that was funny uh let's talk about morse code that dude's a character too <laughs> oh man he's telling some funny stories um but yeah i think it's his birthday next week and there's gonna be a little get together at uh the friend um the friendly it's in Silver Lake? Yeah, I think it's a friend bar. Um, the Mike B, I guess, is the regular there at that spot. So shout out to The Mike B. Very, very dope DJ, if you do not know. Um, 
he's like, yeah, L.A. legend, resident at a lot of different gigs. Um, I seen him spin before I even knew who his name was or connected the name to the face, you know. So, uh, but he's real cool with IV Morse code and that whole the whole L.A. DJ community and whatnot. So, so it's been cool. Um, so I'll probably be checking that out this Sunday uh, after our softball team uh, has a game. Which uh, there's another thing that happened this last weekend, man. We should have been crazy. We're in the, I'm in the softball league with a bunch of comics and stuff like that, and we had a um, we're supposed to have a double header last week on Sunday, and nobody showed up for the first game, like our opponents or the umpire. Second gig shows around, and the other team's there, but no umpire. So we had somebody who was like kind enough to just call balls and strikes for us as we were playing, just kind of as like a. I get we played it like it was like a, like a legit game. We played by all the rules and whatnot, and yeah, we played. You know, we just let the umpire call whatever. Um, weren't really stressing about it. We still won the game, but you know, it's kind of weird. We get an email the other day saying that they rescheduled the game to this week, this this next Sunday. It's supposed to be the playoffs, but they pushed that back two weeks because it's going to be game this Sunday. And it's 4th of July and then the playoffs. So we'll see what happens, man. We'll see. We'll see. Fun-ass league, though. Shout-out to everybody that's on the team. Uh, I'm not going to bore you guys with a bunch of names. Um, fun motherfuckers. Uh, I've tagged them on my Instagram before. Just go look through the pictures. I think it was in a photo dump somewhere. But we need a team party. We're going to have a team party at some point. So that'll be fucking dope. Dope as hell. Um, Yeah, man. <laughs> we getting back at it, man. We getting back. Three motherfucking pillars. Coming back together in my life. Fucking comedy, sports, and music. Let's fucking do this shit. I'm so hyped, man. I'm so fucking, fucking hyped, man. Fucking hyped. Oh, man. Might as well make this transition to talk about the different shows that I have coming up, man. Um, The big one. The big, big one. Uh, day trip festival um, going day one july 3rd saturday and it's gonna be beautiful um they just announced a venue change it was supposed to be down at the la pier i guess uh which is down in san pedro they had a small location i guess they had an issue with reaching capacity and like having enough security and whatnot to hold it down so they changed locations to right outside sofi stadium which is a new football stadium in Inglewood for the Chargers and for the Rams, mostly for the Rams. Kroenke basically funded it. And then Spanos and the Chargers kind of just are like, yeah, we'll, we'll come and also pay rent for this spot. So they're, <laughs> so they, yeah, they both play there though. And there hasn't been any events with live people there. So I think this is the first one, even though it's not inside technically, It'll be outdoors right outside because they built like a whole man-made lake right in that little area. So I'm interested to see how it's going to be. But uh, the lineup looks fucking crazy. I'm not going to lie. I'm fucking hyped. Yo, so like this, this uh, festival, right? So day trip is like typically the day party on the like uh, that they do on the patio of Academy um, in Hollywood. And... They decided they were going to do a festival, but then the pandemic happened, and so they were like, all right, 
well, whenever we're back, we're going to do this festival or show or whatnot. And the tickets were cheap. This was like about a year ago this shit came out, right? And they were like, okay, whenever we can do it, we're going to do it. Buy a ticket now and just save the money. So I think it was like 50, 60 bucks or something like that. And I just had had my stimulus and was like, ah, fuck it, whatever. I'll just buy it and not even think about it. But stupid me, a conflict of interest, because I honestly kind of would kind of want to be up in Stockton because my boy VJ celebrating his birthday also on the same day, which is like, I'm like, fuck, I feel so bad. But I also took up this gig here in LA, so it kind of kept me here anyway, but could have made it work. Disappointed that that didn't happen, but uh, yeah, shit happens. Shit happens. Um, this lineup is crazy though, so let me read this out to you. This is Romeo doing live set, Claptone, Diplo, Gene Ferris, Medusa, Marshall Jefferson, very old school, John Summit, Nala, Norm Pure, Vintage Culture, and then at the other stage is going to be AC Slater, Adam Auburn, Dombreski, Jay Wara, LP Jovi, uh, Matroda. Noizu, Side Piece, Charmy, and West End. And so I'm probably going to be staying at that second stage more than the first one, to be honest with you, because I am hyped to see AC Slater again. Um, never seen Dombreski. Want to see him. Uh, Jay War, I don't think I've ever seen her. LP, she's awesome. I only really started like listening to her during the pandemic, seeing her spin on uh, Sophie Tucker stream consistently. She was really dope. So LP's dope. Noizu might be like my, my favorite artist that I've kind of started listening to also during this time. Um, he had a couple bangers beforehand that I like had in a couple of my playlists on Spotify or whatnot that would come up. And I was like, fuck yeah, I fuck with it. And then Baby Baby came out last year. And then he's just been like on another level, in my opinion, just I fucks with it. I fucks with it. Um, summer was a summer ninety one. That's a good one too. Um, yeah, I got a lot of hits, man. A lot of hits. Uh, side piece also very cool. Um, got that song with Diplo blowing up right now. Uh, and then Chami's a fucking legend, bro. Like Chami's fucking ill. I always have a good time bumping some Chami. Always have a good time every time he plays. Um. Yeah, it's going to be excited to see the Roman Collar back in action. Baby! Love it. Love this shit. So I that's where I'll be July 3rd. I hope you can make it. Um, aside from that, I actually just today bought some tickets for a couple shows. Might have came across some money. I don't know. And I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man. Where's the inbox? So I bought tickets to the show. It's got... Panic in LA is, is the name of the, the show. They've done, I've gone to some of the shows before, but check this out. Rakim, DJ Jazzy Jeff, for the first time ever together. What? Legend, son. Legends in the game. Opening up, though, the aforementioned, the Mike B is going to be there, so I will be seeing you, Mike. Um, Yeah. Atmosphere DJs also gonna be there, so that shit's gonna be fun as fuck. But this shit is not until August, so it's gonna be a minute. And then the other one I got for August too is uh, tickets to the show Let's Play House tour. They're another little cool little party group that does uh, shows up and down the West Coast for the most part. 
they're doing a show in LA. Gonna go see Esther and I'm gonna go see Full Crate. So Esther's fucking sick. I don't know if I've seen him before live, but he's one of those uh, producers that I really fucked with from the SoundCloud, like kind of heyday, as as you will, I guess. Um, real chill with the selection crew, kind of that those kind of vibes. So I'm gonna see those fools in concert. The next ticket that I want to get though is gonna be the uh, uh, what is it? Snoop Dogg concert. Uh, there's a there's a show. Uh, what fuck is it called? Once upon a time in L.A. Yeah, this show's coming back. I'm trying to go to this shit, bro. Look at the lineup on this one. Tickets come out, I think, Friday. This shit is crazy, bro. Fucking insane. Um, let's check it out. So, all right, I think Snoop Dogg's putting it together. Live Nation. This is, this is like a crazy, crazy lineup. Let me just go through it. Al Green, Snoop Dogg, 50 Cent, YG, Ice Cube, The Game, The Isley Brothers, Bone Thugs and Harmony, Cypress Hill, 3-6 Mafia, E-40, Too Short, DJ Quick, Warren G, George Clinton and the Parliament Funkadelic, War, Zap, Brenton Wood, Dom Kennedy, OGZ, Blueface, Draco the Ruler, RJ, Mr. RLA, uh, Mr. LA, can't fucking read, The Dramatics, The Delphonics, The Stylistics, The Shy Lights, Doggy, the Dog Pound, Sugar Free, Mac 10, Dub C, gonna be Crip Walking, uh, Exhibit, X to the Z, The East Siders, Bro, The Mary Jane Girls, Morris Day, Cameo, Dog, Lisa Lisa, Heat Wave, Blue Bucks Clan, Kamaya, OT Genesis, King Lil G, shout out to you, Snow the Product, Burner, Cycle Realm gonna be there. Lil Rob, this one of those uh, summer nights, even in the wintertime. We're gonna play that shit. MC Magic and Baby Bash, bro. Amanda Perez, Mr. Capone. Now we get to the deep ones. The SOS band, bro. Midnight Star, Rose Royce, the Cover Girls, the Midnighters, bro. Uh, also, Trish Toledo, the Lakesiders, Coyote or Coyote, I don't know. Uh, Try for third. What is this? Day Suan. Uh, Fool's Gone Wild apparently is going to be there. I don't know. It might seem a little mystery. Might get some ha Get some sock checks going. Uh, see a lot of fools who don't live to live are probably going to be there, man. A lot of Skante Warriors. Bro, this shit's going to be wild. Yeah, so that's going to be down the street from where I live, baby. It's like um, Expo Park, Bank of California Stadium. Right there where the LAFC football team football club plays right next to the Coliseum. Yo, that's fucking ill. I'm trying to get this ticket on Friday. I'm buying this motherfucker. Yeah, buck sixty. Uh yeah, I think I'm gonna do that shit. There's so many acts on here I haven't seen. Um that I want to see. Whew, all the old school acts, obviously. Um Cypress I haven't seen. Probably most excited to see the three six mafia, bro. Oh my god, Juicy J, yo, yo, yo. I uh, love it, Dom Kennedy. 
Um, bro, I've seen War before. I've seen it's legendary shit, bro. When it, there's the the <laughs> the list of thes, the dramatics, delphonics, stylistic, shylights, dog pound, yo, east siders, yo, 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 man, that's fucking wild, man. Dude, this is like two my two favorite radio stations growing up. This is like the oldie station and the rap station just came together and put a fucking show and and they're doing it all the way all the way live. Oh my god. So, I'm trying to go to that shit. If you guys get a ticket, let me know. We can meet up, man. Um, yeah, I also got Hard Summer up on the horizon. I think I'm like five and a half weeks away for that shit. That shit's gonna be wild. And then, shout out to Coach Kitty Cat. I'm gonna be partying. We're gonna be hanging. Uh, try to be dancing. Um, yeah, man. A lot of shit. A lot of shit. Oh, what's up, Spinnerita? How you doing? How you doing? Uh, slap of the week. Slap of the week, bro. I don't know. I gotta think about that. I gotta come back to you with that one. It's fucking wild. A lot of shows happening, man. A lot of shit's going, going all the way down. Uh, what did I miss? Shout out to you. Shout out to you all. Pa pa pa. Um. Yeah, man. A lot of fucking shows happening. El Vitor, thank you for follow. As I mentioned. What else is happening? Now I'm just reading emails. What what is happening here? What are you doing, Mario? Just being fucking crazy. Okay. How many minutes have I done so far? Where am I at on this shit? Oh, shit. We almost had an hour. I didn't, I didn't even threw all my shit, man. I didn't even threw all this shit. Uh, what's, on the, what's next on the to-do list to talk about? Oh, I might as well talk about it. Shout out to the Phoenix Suns. Still alive in these NBA playoffs. Wild times, man. Wild times. Who had money on Phoenix versus the Clippers in the West and then Atlanta versus Milwaukee in the East? Because I did not see that coming. All right, this matchup is crazy. Um, so, yeah, my vested and rooting interest is for this squad right here. Shout out to, to the uh, Phoenix Suns, man. Making, making it back. The Western Conference Finals for the first time since I want to say Steve Nash was there. If they make it to the finals, it'll be the first time since this jersey was bought by my father before I turned one years old because we were living in Phoenix at the time. All right, this is vintage shit. This is a championship right here. Uh, fortunately, Chuck couldn't get the championship, but you know, it is what it is. But uh, big shout-out to the Phoenix Suns. Devin Booker putting the team on his back. Chris Paul doing a tremendous job. I like, I'm not going to lie. The cra I feel like a big percentage of like this crazy matchups happening is, is due to this injury bug that's been happening like crazy. Um, it's, it's from the wear and tear of this long-ass season and these NBA players not getting enough rest. Um, <laughs> adequate rest, I'd say. And the season schedule was kind of condensed a little bit. There was less days off in between uh, than a normal year. And they also didn't get the all-star break that they thought they were going to get. So it is what it is. This is kind of uh, you reap what you sow, I guess. Not a lot of healthy teams on the basketball court right now. There's so many guys that have been missing. I mean, 
Let's see here. NBA playoffs bracket. Mm, check it out. Da, 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 da. Hold on a second. Mm, here we go. View bracket. Yeah, in the first round, Utah over Memphis, four to one. But Utah had Mike Conley miss a bunch of games in the second round in particular, and then they didn't even have Donovan Mitchell to begin. So Mitchell was like not fully healthy there. Uh, let's see, Clippers beat Dallas four to three, so that set up a Clipper Utah uh, matchup. Clippers were lost the first two games of this series and they ended up coming back to win anyway. Uh, on the other side, let's see, Denver played Portland. Denver won four to two. Denver didn't have uh, what's it, Jamal Murray, their second best player. He, I think, out of his Achilles or his ACL up. It was like serious injury that he suffered about like a month before playoffs started. Um, Portland just didn't have enough firepower though, so they passed. And then the two seven matchup, it was Phoenix versus the Lakers, the reigning champion LA Lakers, and Phoenix got that. It shouldn't be an upset, but it was an upset because I mean they are the two seed, but this is a weird year. LeBron was dealing with some nagging stuff. Anthony Davis couldn't play all the time. Uh, he had a lot of injuries at the end of the season. And he's a guy who's typically injury-prone already to begin with. So, I mean, fucking Phoenix, man, they came through. I know all the Laker fans that live out here were fucking so salty, so mad. It was a competitive series, but, like, whoo, boy. Like, yo, shit got chippy with Chris Paul and... Jay Crowder, I'm not gonna lie, that they should there should be borderline to like crossing the line on certain things, but hey man, <laughs> it is what it is. It's playoff time. Uh shit shit happens, man. Shit happens. So Phoenix ended up taking that. Anthony Davis didn't play in most of those games. I think he only played like maybe a game and a half. And not enough. So they they advanced four to two, knocking out LeBron and the lakers so in the west it became denver and phoenix and the clippers utah second round and denver yo they did not have enough firepower maybe with murray there things could have changed but whoo man sun started clicking in that second round they swept them out the building four to nothing man and they they had Jokic and booker get into it Jokic is Big-ass thug-looking brothers are almost running on the court and stuff. They're, like, threatening people from the stands and shit. <laughs> like, they had security people be like, yo, you need to chill. Those security people probably look petrified because there's no way in hell that they were going to survive that shit. It would have been wild. So, anyway, Denver, uh, so they got knocked out. And then the other side, yo, Clippers-Utah matchup, that shit was, was interesting. So, both teams were severely hampered. Clippers were pretty healthy throughout up until game five. They lose the first two games, and then they proceed to win the next four. But the last one that they won was challenging <laughs> because they didn't have Kawhi Leonard, who suffered a knee injury towards the end of game five. He had to be taken out the game. He was hobbling. Uh, in the post-game interview, he said, yeah, it's no problem. I'll be fine. But he's proceeded to miss, miss the last three games. So it's serious shit. Definitely serious shit. So we'll see what happens um, with him coming back because that's still very, very questionable. 
So Paul George was able to do a tremendous job um, stepping up. He had a lot of moments in this playoffs where he's kind of disappeared at times, and people have been real critical with him in the media. A lot of the fans have been like, yo, man, is this playoff P? Is this pandemic P? Like, what's going on, man? What's happening? He's showing up some games and not the others, um, especially, like, with Kawhi out. They really needed him. And he's done pretty well. He's kind of uh, stepped up. His number the last game were so-so, um, game two yesterday. But, uh, hey, man, you know, you, you're, you're missing your number one guy. It's, it's, it's make or break time right now. And one of the big guys who deserves a lot of credit for helping him get to pass the second round is Terrence Mann, the rookie. Yo, I think he put up like 39 points or something insane that last game. Something way above what he averages, man. Like, yeah, they, they needed him. They needed him a lot because it was, it was still, still could have gone possibly to seven, man. Like Utah could have pushed it. But, uh, yeah, so with the Clippers, this is the first time they've ever made the conference finals. In their whole career, their whole history, their whole um, you know franchise history, there don't have any banners, man. They're one, they're four more games away, I guess, from making the finals. And this Clippers team has gone down 0-2 the first two rounds. Well, guess what? They're down 0-2 again here against Phoenix. They lost last night on a ridiculous alley-oop buzzer beater play. Um, DeAndre Ayton catching the lob and throwing it down. Looked like it could have been goaltending, but I guess the rule is if you're throwing it from under the hoop over, over this way, um, that if it's in the if it's in the hoop, you can put it in. It's a live ball as soon as you throw it in there. So perfect pass. Boogie Cousins was supposed to be guarding the inbounds. Wasn't doing enough. Um, yeah, man, the pass was so good. There was 0.8 seconds left. It only took like 0.2 seconds off the clock. It's <laughs> our point, point two or point three, something crazy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so they got like a one point victory because of that shit. It was crazy. Paul George missed two free throws in the at the end, so people saying he's like not coming up as clutch as he needed to, yada yada, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. See if Kawhi comes back. Um, another guy that missed some games, Chris Paul. Apparently, he tested positive for COVID, even though he has the vaccine he's fully vaccinated and that news came about like last week like the day after or like the night of when they won the last game of the series when they swept denver it was like the day after or something it was like chris paul's in the you know health and safety protocols and it was just like fuck shit's serious and he hasn't been with the team the first two games and i guess it hasn't really mattered because phoenix is off to a two nothing start and Cameron Payne coming off the bench and filling in that role in the starters uh, as a starter, and he is balled out. Like, I got to give big props to him. DeAndre Aiden still holding it down on the inside, doing a good job playing defense. And Booker, man, deep book. His numbers aren't the, haven't been the greatest, but he's, he's come up with winning plays when they need it. And he's facilitating more, playing more of a point guard role, which he's done in the past. Maybe... You know, he's kind of like a combo guard. If you need him to play point, he can go do that shit. But if you need him to get buckets, I mean, he, that's probably where he's best suited to do. So, uh, him and Chris Paul have been an interesting pairing. Now we'll see what happens. Is Chris Paul, I think, says that he's going to play game three. So, now Phoenix gets a little bit better. Clippers need Kawhi because, obviously, digging down 0-3 is looking 
dire because no team has ever come back from 0-3. I think only one team ever has even forced a game seven after being down 0-3. That's really difficult to do in the NBA. Um, so they desperately got to win this game three tomorrow. So we'll see what happens there. Um, let's go back to the other side. Let's go to the East. Uh, the 1-8 matchup was Philly and Washington. Philly won that one 4-1. to Knicks and Atlanta. Knicks making the playoffs for the first time in a long time. Madison Square Garden was rocking. Maybe a little too much. Fans spitting, throwing shit on the court and stuff like that. Spitting at Trey Young. Trey Young freaking egg, egging them on, talking to mad shit. Uh, Atlanta gets the victory four to one, four games to one. And you could really tell that they're like a more talented team, maybe a little more undisciplined or whatnot, but they came together and they played well um, once this playoff starts, started. All right, Milwaukee just swept Miami for nothing. They, they were looking like a juggernaut. Brooklyn was also looking tremendous, up four to one. Um, they had at that point they beat Boston four to one, two seven matchup. At that point they had all three of their superstars healthy and up and running, and they were gunning. They were going for it. Um, unfortunately, Kyrie Irving got hurt, and then James Harden also got hurt. Kyrie had a real nasty ankle sprain, landed on some guy's foot. I want to say like game one or game two of the Milwaukee series. And then James Harden hurt his knee and was, I think he had a grade two, grade two sprain or something on his knee. And it was not looking good for him. He did come back and play. Uh, didn't have very good stats those last two games, but I mean, that guy was on a leg and a half. So I can't, you can't criticize him too much. Brooklyn needed all the bodies they could get at that point. Cause it was just KD and every, and then just like, a whole bunch of just uh, role players. And they still almost beat Milwaukee. It took them to seven. KD was playing some crazy hero ball, putting up like 40-plus every game he need, they needed him to do it. The last two games, I think he may have like rested a combined two minutes total. Game six, he played all 48 minutes. I think he even played uh, – yeah, the, the – Game seven, I think he rested maybe like two or three minutes in regulation, played all five minutes of overtime. And like that game was insane too, because that one, he hit a crazy, crazy tough shot with a couple seconds left. He thought he maybe have won the game, but his foot was on the line. It was like a lob pass to the top of the key. He had PJ Tucker all over him. He had to like do some spin, turn, catch the ball. Face, face the hoop and shoot it all in one mode. It was crazy, and he hit it. He hit the shot, putting up buckets, man. So Milwaukee, it just seemed like, I don't know. Like, they're just always play the same exact way, regardless of the matchup, regardless of the style of their opponent. And they, and they just do them. And I, I think this is a Budenholzer thing, but, like, he sticks too much to the script sometimes, you know? And... I don't know. He's got <laughs> this is like really, really NBA geek nitpicky type shit. But like the way that they're covering pick and rolls, the way that they uh, would execute double teams, um, you know, the way that they run their offense with Giannis. Uh, sometimes it was just like very clunky, and it was just like everybody standing around and watch watch him try to get to the hoop um, instead of maybe trying to work him on some post up opportunities or work him off the ball so that guy's like 
Middleton and Drew can eat a little bit, but you know, <laughs> if Brooklyn had their guys, they would have advanced. It's it would have been as simple as that. But regardless, Milwaukee made it. Um, and then there was another seven game series, Philadelphia and Atlanta. Yo, Philly fans, it's rough right now. It's it's gonna be a rough off season. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, they whew, series was two two. They had game five at home. Trey Young and the Hawks just came and balled out. But more importantly, it this was like the series of epic collapse by the Sixers. Like every game, dude, there was a lot of comebacks in in the last round, the second round. But like so many twenty point leads being blown left and right. But Philly, they're making it their fucking forte. Yo, like, how many 15.4 quarter leads are you guys going to give up in one single postseason, man? And just Doc Rivers looking around, staring off into space, man. Like, not knowing what the hell to do. And a lot of this has to go on Ben Simmons' lap, unfortunately. Um, yeah, talking about injuries, Embiid had a slight meniscus tear. was still out there balling. It looked like he was balling up until the like the fourth quarter, and he was getting gas, and like he couldn't have that lift on his legs, or I don't know what it was, but yeah, he couldn't get it going a couple games offensively, in the, especially in the fourth quarter. But the guy who really was fucking ice cold in the fourth quarter was Ben Simmons, man. Like, yo, we know you're a bad shooter, but like this is this was like another level. If like if you're gonna be the primary ball handler on a team that's trying to win a championship, you can't be somebody who's shooting under forty percent at the free throw line. Like, not even 50% averaging one out of every two, which is still not good, but you could somewhat justify you being out there. Like, if you're shooting 38% or 35% like he was doing in the series, like, yo. They went to hack a Ben Simmons, you know, strategy a couple times. The man shot three... I can't even count three total field goal attempts in the fourth quarter for the whole seven game series. That is fucking pitiful, man. Yo, yo, and then and then in game seven, my man, you had you're right there, bro, bro, posting up. It's a spin move. Gets to the 10, he's right there. You're 6'9. You can dunk it, you can reverse dunk it, you can try a lay in, reverse lay in left handed. I mean, it's spinning off the glass, put some English on that bitch. Like, nah, son, I'm gonna drop it off to Matisse Tybal, who's like, our. I'm the fifth option on offense, he's our fourth option on offense. Cutting to the rim. By the time he grabs it, John Collins is coming over the top to contest this shit. Granted, Tybal did get fouled, but he went one for two from the free throw line. And like that moment just encapsulated like the whole essence of the Sixers team of just like you're right there. You can see it. You can almost feel it. And then just it just goes through your hands, man. Yo, I, I feel for you guys, man, because this, that was a rough one, man. Like, 
Doc Rivers overall is a pretty good coach, but like there's times where he deserves some criticism and this series was a rough one for him, man. Just how they tried to match up with Atlanta. I mean, Trey was just hitting Trey's been the star of this playoffs. So like him and Booker, those two guys have been the big breakout stars, I will say. Trey's been balling and he's been fighting guys, getting like double digit assists pretty routinely and putting up a lot of 30, 40 point games. Just like easy, easy. His, his mid range floaters and his ability to get to the, the hoop, being a little dude, he gets a lot of fouls called on him, which can be annoying at times, but like, hey, it is what it is. So. They've been balling now. They've been doing their thing. They just got a victory tonight over Milwaukee in game one. Um, so they're leading the series one to nothing. And, yo, Atlanta might make the finals as a five seed. Yo, it might be Atlanta and the Clippers. <laughs> or Phoenix. Might be Phoenix, Atlanta. Nobody, very few people, I would say, bet put money on that shit. That shit is fucking wild. Atlanta, really? Atlanta? The Hawks? Yo. Craziness. Fucking craziness. Alright, got a few other things I wanted to talk about with you since I got you here. Uh-uh. Uh there it is. Right, so yeah, that's that's your NBA roundup for the last couple weeks and shit. I've been trying to watch these games, been watching a lot of them on the highlights for the ones I can't make. Um couple other news and notes in the world of sports. Um, happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Month in particular to Carl Nassib, defensive end, rotation guy on uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. He is now the first and only active player in the National Football League that has come out um, as gay, which uh, kudos, props to him. I understand that that could be something very very challenging and difficult to have to grapple with as a professional athlete especially in like the most macho of sports in america being tackle football that locker room situation i'm sure has been awkward in the past there's some stuff that happens there that you know is not always kind um to his community i will say just to be pretty blunt and honest about that so um big props to him he got a big round of support you know, as these things start to slowly happen, it becomes more and more commonplace, which is, you know, good to recognize. Um, I think he also donated, I think, like 10000 or 100000 to the Trevor Project, which was helping uh, um, uh, LGBT uh, youth with uh, suicide prevention, which I think is very, very noble cause. I think the stat that he said is like if you have one person who's a positive influence in in their life that they could uh possibly decrease suicide attempts by 40 percent or so so like that's a i'm i'm pretty sure that's the number that he threw out i got i get a lot of numbers in my head mixed up so my apologies if i have that incorrect but uh regardless um yeah that's been a big news i just saw that Nassib's number 94 jersey for the Raiders was the number one on fanatics.com yesterday. So, um, you know, change, slowly but surely changing of the tides. You got some some more acceptance out there from some different communities and whatnot. And I'm 
the timing of being in Pride Month and whatnot, obviously, has uh, kind of boosted the profile a bit for for when he did this. But uh, um, yeah, I can't imagine being a part of a team and whatnot and having kind of a certain aspect of you not being able to fully embrace it or being comfortable fully embracing that. Um, which I've like, from my experience, you know, I've had friends that have come out as gay um, after the fact, after knowing them. I've had friends that have just been pretty open about it, you know, once you meet them or whatnot. Um, and yeah, man, like, it's difficult to try to put myself in someone else's shoes because I've never been in that position. Um, and I don't think I ever will. And, you know, that's, it's easy for me to recognize, but, uh, um, yeah, I, I, there's like real progress that's happening. And I feel like there's some stuff that's kind of like corporate phoniness, a lot of corporations that are coming out this year and there's been like throwing the rainbow flag everywhere, but it's like, what are the actions that are you really taking and how are you really treating people in your day to day? Um, you know, whether they're gay or not. Um, Cause there's a lot of scumbag companies that are just, yeah, you know, we stand with you, but then like go kick rocks when like shit, it's a fan. So, you know, difficult, difficult stuff, but um, yeah, big shout out to Carl. Um, NFL's going to get up and running in a couple months. There's still a couple of crazy off season stuff happening. I know Aaron Rodgers is still really poo pooing this whole season and it's kind of mad. and wants to get traded. I know. It's a crazy story that happened the other day. Frank Clark showing up with a freaking or getting caught with a Uzi in his Urus Lambo or Lambo Urus or whatever the SUV. This is like the second or third time this has happened to him too. So fucking crazy, Frank Clark. What is you doing? I guess or what is going on in your life that you think you need to be doing that shit? Wild, wild stuff. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, NFL, it'll get up and running. The, the whole news cycle shit. I feel like about a month when preseason starts getting close and people will be in training camp. You got hard knocks coming back. We got fans for the first time in a while. Uh, full capacity stadiums are probably going to be everywhere. Uh, Raiders are going to be having their inaugural season with fans in the stadium in, uh, in Vegas. I'm going to try to make it to one of those games. I might have to wait for midway through the season when the ticket prices start to drop, hopefully. Uh, hopefully the team's good. But then also, I'm like, man, I, got, I was looking at the prices today, man. Fuck your sir. Expensive, man. Like, some of the cheap ones up at the nosebleeds were like $400 for some of the games that I was looking at. I was like, sheesh, I might have to get a different matchup. It was almost half the price to go to SoFi Stadium and see the Raiders play the Chargers here in L.A. Like, I think I'm probably... More than likely going to do that, too. We'll see so far. Um, but, yeah. I want to go to at least one Vegas game this year, though, just to say that I was able to experience that. But going to going to the Charger game would be cool, too, out here. Um, go Raiders. Oh, yeah. Let's see. MLB banning foreign substances from the pitchers. I know this has been the big talking point for this season. They just implemented it, like, the last couple days, and some of the pitchers have not been having it. Sergio Romo blew up at some of them. The umpires were checking his stuff. He was, like, taking his belt and his pants off, took his hat, and just throw it, threw it at them, threw his glove at the umpire. It was like, here, you want to check the shit? Check it. What? What? 
Uh, Max Scherzer also was another pitcher who was really pissed off at uh, all these checks. He was with the Phillies. He's playing against the Phillies the other night, and Joe Girardi, like, so he got checked twice early in the game, and he was getting all, like, ticked off. Like, really, guys? Like, I ain't got nothing on me. I have nothing on me. And then you get checked the first, checked in the third. Fourth inning comes. There's a lot of footage of him, like, grabbing his hat and, like, brushing his hair and all this stuff like that. And <laughs> Joe Girardi looks at him and just, like, asks the umpire to check again. And he just gets ballistic and he just starts looking and he starts talking crap to Girardi and Girardi's looking back at him and shit like that. And they're going back and forth. And he was getting prissy. Um, <laughs> and the people on the Nationals side of things were like calling him out like, man, that's bullshit. Like, what the fuck? Like, why are you fucking with us? And all this whatnot. And one of the bench coaches yells over at Girardi like, ah, oh, that's some bullshit. That's some, uh, something like that. And then he gets up and just starts antagonizing them. He's like, what's going on? What's up? What's up? And eventually got tossed. But, uh, yeah, shit's been getting heated. It's, it's interesting. And all Garrett Cole got to break through the coals a bit for, uh, kind of trying to defend the practices and whatnot. And there was a lot of pitchers that are like kind of saying similar stuff about like, Hey man, midway through the season, like this kind of sucks, you know. This is not what we want. Pitchers all complaining about not having the same amount of control. They've been looking at evidence of what's called the spin rate, so how how much rotation you can get on the ball at certain pitches. Um, those have been going down for a lot of different pitchers because their grips aren't the same. They don't got, I guess, the substances or whatnot, but. I'm, it's so it's so fucking crazy. It's just drama. It's a lot of drama. Um, but that being said, still big shout outs to um, the Bay Boys over here doing the thing, bro. Doing the thing. A's still competing there. I think they're, they're only two games back in the AOS, but they got a 45 and 31 record. That's pretty damn good. That's pretty damn good. I take that every single time, baby. Um, yeah, I think they're the wild card team right now, number one wild card team. So they're two games behind the Astros, which is like, you know, then it's fuck them, fuck them. But, uh, you know, and then the Giants, bro, the Giants out in the West. I think that's even more surprising how badass the Giants have been this year, man. They've been slugging their way to games, man. They're hitting a lot of home runs. They've had a lot of injuries, but a lot of dudes been filling in and still producing. So big shout out to the Giants. They're at 48 and 26. They are. Four games up on the Dodgers. And they are four and a half up on the Padres. And those two teams are legit. They're legit as hell. Um, Dodgers have had some rocky moments in the season. Padres have kind of come down to earth. They started off really hot, but they're still really loaded. They're still talented-ass teams. So that's going to be a very tough division in the NL West. Because uh, those three teams have the best records in all of the National League. Giants with 48-26, Dodgers 44-30, Padres 45-32. and 32. So the next best team is the Brewers with 42 wins. So, yeah, man, that NL West, they might get three teams in. It might be both, both wildcard teams might be from the NL West this year. They got to happen that way. Um, still a lot of season left. We'll see. We're not even at the All-Star break yet. But uh, a lot of good things happening for those two teams. We'll see how things break out as we continue the season. Uh, both of them have been pretty consistent, been pretty solid. Um, dude, the Giants scored like six runs in the 12th today or something crazy. Wild, wild shit. But yeah, there's your MLB update. Um, the Euros are going on right now. I still got to watch some highlights and 
catch up on that shit. I haven't been able to watch as much since I've been working. They play all the games in the morning time, so I've been busy. Um, busy making the moolah, you feel me? So, so that's been ongoing. What else? Final note, final topic. I've been boring you guys to death this last couple minutes. I'm sorry. I apologize. But we got to talk about this shit because this COVID era is ending. Thank goodness. But uh, now we're getting finally some more better or some more evidence is more of an idea in terms of what the hell actually happened to start this whole thing and get it all up and moving. So there's the whole lab leak theory, which has been very politicized and very controversial the last year and a half um, about how some people believe that there's uh, the virus leaked out of a lab in Wuhan where they were working and experimenting on the viruses, uh, apparently trying to manipulate the viruses to make them stronger so that you can then figure out a way to create a vaccine or pre something preventative so that you can protect people in case a virus of that magnitude ever gets exposed to the masses. And what was pushed in the media narratives was this whole story of the Chinese wet markets and the eating bats and the pangolins and all that shit. And like that was that was pretty much what was accepted. And people who were questioning it were getting called out like, oh, you're anti-science or like you're people were saying this was racist or prejudiced against Asian people. If you believed in the lab leak theory, because it assumes that people who are in who are Chinese or Asian are not are insufficient in terms of running facilities of this nature, which uh, turns to find out is probably actually what happened. <laughs> and as somebody who's worked in different capacities, um, have to like schedule inspections and audits for different facilities within China, I can understand that like there could be corners that are cut at times. It's from my experience. All right, not all the time. I don't want to put the blame on everybody, but also I'm not 100% surprised if this is in fact the truth of the matter of what happened. Now, there's this whole other controversy with the whole Fauci emails and what he knew, what he didn't know, um, and what have you. But uh, let's see. Uh, 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 what the heck is this? It's like gain of function research, right? So that's the name of the whole program where they're trying to get all these souped up diseases, right? To work on them, to study them. So there was a this lab, the Novel Coronavirus Lab in Wuhan, China. I believe that is what it's titled. Um, in It's in the country. It's partially funded by the Chinese government, partially funded by the American government, okay? The funding came from the American government after it had been on pause under the Obama administration, because under their, that administration, they had viewed it as being risky and not necessarily the smartest use of the funds. Anthony Fauci, uh, <laughs> in his position in government, pushed for this funding to continue under the Trump administration. 
it's one of the many things that happened that nobody spoke about because the president had a loud mouth and just was love talking shit um and was incompetent in a lot of shit and like was at the very you know there's people who still have a freaking crazy perspective on the events that happened those last couple of years but like at the very least the man is someone who just did not care about any norms did not care about the role of presenting himself as the leader of of america American government and the people of America. He never really took that type of role and just held on to the power and was just seemed like pretty uh pretty stuck in his ways and whatnot. I mean, which is part of the reason why he got a lot of popularity, but like was also very troublesome once he actually got the position. So I mean we can go deeper into like how we he's got a lot of issues and the people in his corner have a lot of issues and I got issues with a lot of people who are currently in government too. I mean, yo, this is administration is just like flip flopping like a motherfucker and just doesn't stand for much in my opinion, at least currently. It doesn't look like it, so we'll see if things change. Um talking about there shouldn't be kids in cages and then saying like, Oh no, you can't accept asylum here. Like, no. So like I mean seems like you're trying to have it both ways there. Kamala, like, come on, come on now, like, what's going on? Trying to call spades a spade. The hell's going on with Biden, man? I don't know, man. So this whole gain of research function and all this shit is freaking crazy, man. So this this whole conspiracy theories and whatnot in terms of what Fauci knew if he was intentionally trying to help people kind of get back into this. Uh, <laughs> Um, I don't know. I don't know, man. There's a lot of shit happening. Gain of function research. You do your own research, man. Do your own fucking research on it. I'm my head's just all over the place. It's getting. I'm getting tired. It's getting late, man. It's 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 getting late. It's getting late, man. It's getting late. Um. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Yeah, it's crazy. There's a lot of science uh, scientists who have been saying that after studying the virus, it's like something to be, that gets created in a natural environment is so rare. Like this shit was just super souped up, and it just messes with a lot of different parts of the human body and whatnot. So it's it's crazy, man. Like this shit is fucking wild. Um, man, I'm getting tired of talking to myself. Uh, I think I'm gonna cut this shit. Oh, first thing I want to say, fucking, uh, what's his name? Man, I am, yo, John Stewart going on Stephen Colbert's, uh, was it the late show or whatever? Tonight show? I don't know, tonight show? shit bro he went in there and just like ripped this shit to shreds so like fucking wild and if he's willing to go up there and do that shit then it's like all right we gotta like <laughs> like he's been been pretty good with his word 
prior years, I'll say that. But yeah, man, it looks like this is kind of what happened. Like, there's questions as to how much they really knew. If they were trying to manipulate the public and, and be nefarious for those reasons, or if they're just being negligent. Maybe it's a combination of both. Um, I think there was a concerted effort to try to make sure that this wasn't in any way brought back onto the American pub American government or like the funding research purposes of it. Um because it's funny, like the guy that they appointed to like look into like the reasons why this shit started is also someone who was like associated with the research to begin with. So it's like you appoint the bank robbers to do the investigation about the bank robbery. It's like they're going to put their hands up and be like, I don't know who did this. Hmm, I don't know what happened. When in reality, it's like you guys are pulling the strings behind them. You know, if that's real, if that's really what happened, then this shit's fucked up, bro. This shit's fucked up. Um, and people lost their lives just because China honestly was covering this up for a few months. Uh, the severity of it, at least. And if the American government, vis-a-vis -vis Fauci, Fauci and his, you know, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, U.S. National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease. Um, yeah, man, so if those fucking entities were behind a lot of this shit and try to cover it up and not try to nip all this stuff in the butt, then, yo, what the fuck? Really, though, that's some fuck shit. And we deserve the truth, one way or the other. I don't care how long this shit's going to take. Like, we deserve to know as much as possible we can try to prevent this shit from happening again because this is some bullshit. I ain't trying to fucking shut down everything that I love because of some grand conspiracy theory of trying to gain control over people and stuff or whatever. I don't know. I got to get... I, I'm going to be admitting, I fucking watched that whole Alex Jones podcast today with Andrew Schultz and Flagrant 2 and shit. It was very entertaining, but also it's got a bunch of different thoughts in my head. Some being legitimate and a lot of them are just conspiratorial. Um, but yeah, this whole gain of function research and everything, uh, uh, Sager and Crystal Sager, uh, Sager, we're on Rogan's podcast and they broke a lot of that shit down and they broke it down like factually. Um, so they did a much better job than the butcher butchering that I fucking did right now. Um, anyway, anyway, we're at the 90 minute mark of the stream and I think we're going to call it a wrap right here. Uh, once again, thank you so much for everybody who's tuned in live. Um, this will be up on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, um, everywhere you get your podcasts there. It'll be up on the RSS feed. Um, if not tomorrow, then by Friday at the latest. And yeah, I just want to say thank you so much. Thank you for so much for the support. Once again, everybody who was up in the Bay that uh, was out there, shout out to homie Frank, uh, Frank from Mars on Instagram, Frank G. He showed up to one of my comedy shows, um, went to high school with the homie. Shout out to him. And yeah, man, more LA shows are going to be up and popping. I got a couple for next month already booked, but, uh, 
I'll let you know about anything that's happening. Follow me on Instagram for all those updates. I'll be posting about them all on there. You can find me at Puro Caballero. Puro Caballero, that's P-U-R-O-C-A-B-A-L-L-E-R-O. Or you can go out there. All right. Um, yeah, man, this has been episode number 94. We're going to keep this shit up and moving. You know, try and get my flex on. Trying to get uh, back up in the gym, get my body right and all this shit. Uh, yeah, now I'm just stalling. Now I don't know what to do. All right. Anyway, it's been a fun one. Y'all been really cool. I think it's time for me to leave now. Um, yeah, man. Check me out. I will be doing comedy. I will be doing shit. <laughs> All right. Later, y'all. Hee. Thank you.